Well, welcome back to another episode of the Andrew Giuliani Show with yours truly, Andrew Giuliani. Today, we are going to talk about the Trump economy versus Bidenomics. We're going to break it down by the numbers. We're going to talk a little bit about what Thanksgiving dinner a couple of weeks ago and what Christmas dinner coming up here in a few short weeks cost in 2018, 2019, 2017, and what it costs now in 2023. We're also going to talk a little bit about Vivek. We're going to talk a little bit about Nikki Haley and kind of their sparring session. Who's in the uh, who's kind of in the lead to be the number two, if you will, to Donald Trump on the Republican side uh, and, uh, and a few other things as we go through this episode of the Andrew Giuliani show. So, you know, one of the things that my wife and I were talking about around Thanksgiving as we were preparing for Thanksgiving, we hosted Thanksgiving for the first time this year and we enjoyed it. But the thing that we kept on figuring out as it was the first year that we bought the turkey, we would always, you know, we'd, we'd either, you know, bake, she would do the baking. As you can imagine, I'm not a baker. I'm more of a consumer of those foods. Um, but, uh, you know, she would bake some food. We'd maybe pick up some sides or something like that. And we'd bring it over. So, you know, we would spend 100, 150, maybe, maybe, maybe close to $200 on picking up some stuff, on getting the ingredients ready and all that. So I never really directly had a very good understanding for how much Thanksgiving dinner cost from turkey to nuts to uh, to cranberry sauce, all the way down to gravy and everything else that we enjoy and our desserts, obviously. This is the first year we ended up hosting Thanksgiving. And for 11 people, uh, we ended up spending what ended up equaling out to being over $70 a person. And that was just in the stuff that we ended up getting. We didn't really buy any of the booze. We had some booze at our place. Some other people brought some booze over, the desserts. We got some fruit, but other people brought over most of the desserts. Some of the potatoes were brought over by other people. So we figured out that our Thanksgiving dinner cost for 11 people over $1,000. I mean, when you think of that, it is absolutely crazy. Now, my wife and I are very blessed. I have this incredible opportunity here at WABC, and my wife has done very, very well for herself as somebody who is first generation in the country and truly has worked for everything that she absolutely has. But even if you're making a decent living, this is something that puts a dent uh, in your family's budget. And so we kept on thinking about what does Thanksgiving dinner and Christmas dinner and Hanukkah celebrations. Uh, you know, certainly if you do Shabbat on a weekly basis, that's going to cost a whole lot more. Um, but how much more is that going to set your family back now than it did a few short years ago when our friend President Trump was in office? By the way, I'm going to talk a little bit about a op-ed that President Trump wrote, which I thought uh, really kept the focus on what President Trump has offered to young people in our country and sadly what Joe Biden continues to let slip away in this country and how our young people really are being sacrificed for the political will right now. But back to Thanksgiving, uh, you know, I ended up doing a dig on this and I want to make sure I get the numbers absolutely right on all this. But the overall overarching number that Thanksgiving costs now versus in 2019 is an increase of 26 percent. Uh, and it's just absolutely crazy. It's been the most expensive last two Thanksgivings of all time. Uh, you could think about everything that the Biden administration 
has put on us, which we'll get into a couple of minutes. But turkey prices, for example, up 29 percent from 2019 to 2023. Mashed potatoes. You like mashed potatoes? I definitely like my carbs. My wife is Lithuanian. They have delicious potatoes. Guess what? Up 13%. That's not as bad as many of these other numbers. Stuffing? Never really was a stuffing guy, to be perfectly honest. Although, I gotta say, my wife's good friend, she makes a great stuffing. It's a little bit sweeter. I've started to like stuffing a little bit more. Well, guess what, Andrew? You're out of luck. Up 35%. Cranberry sauce and gravy? I like myself a lot of cranberry sauce with my turkey, maybe sometimes some gravy. That's up 26%. Cornbread, we didn't have cornbread this year, but I do, do love some cornbread. I'm getting hungry, by the way, just talking about this. Up 20%. I hope I'm not too hungry because it's going to cost me a whole lot if I get too hungry and want to act on that. Want to be a little bit leaner and make sure you're going heavy on the veggies? Well, guess what? Green bean casserole, sweet potatoes, carrots. Maybe if you like your veggies the way I like it, maybe some candied yams, maybe not the healthiest thing right there. Guess what? Also up 27%. And pumpkin pie, a Thanksgiving staple, one of my favorites. Got to put some whipped cream on that. That's up 27%. The pumpkin pie, I don't know what the whipped cream is, but you got to figure it's up 20 plus percent as well, which adds up to a total of 26% your Thanksgiving meal than it uh, costs now than it did in 2019 and 2020. And it has just been a disaster for Americans. Uh, What we've heard recently from the Biden administration is that Bidenomics is working. We They were making this pitch around the end of the summer, trying to pitch Bidenomics. And now the pitch is a little bit different from Bidenomics is working. It's more of that there's so much misinformation out in the media that the media is the one that's selling to you the falsehood that somehow Bidenomics is not working. And they love to cite the numbers at April of 2020 when you had the temporary unemployment where Almost everybody ended up getting hired back. A lot of people, the majority of Americans, certainly in these red states, ended up getting hired back to their jobs. The states that ultimately were the most affected by this were the ones that had the most draconian lockdowns, that had the vaccine mandates like New York, like California, like Illinois. Um, But when you think about this and when you think about what the Biden economy has actually meant to Americans, uh, it's been a complete disaster. And I want to compare these numbers in a couple of minutes, but I also want to just alert you to the fact that over the next 11 months, you are going to hear a lot of misinformation about the Biden economy, not from Republicans, not from the right, not from the Trump team, but from Joe Biden himself, from Joe Biden's spokespeople. You're going to hear it right from KJP, who just last week was talking about it from the White House podium. And you're certainly going to hear it from the Biden campaign, how you are going to see uh, this complete uh, push to tell Americans that what you're actually seeing, this increase in pricing, is not actually what you're experiencing. So to me, that's something that you need to be aware of. I I don't know how they actually sell this, to be honest. Um, I'm surprised they're actually trying to take it on and not trying to bring it down on the priority list for voters. I think what the Biden team realizes is that when you have inflation that touched 9%, now they're celebrating that it's down to 3 or 4%, still double what it was when Trump was president. Um, 
they realize that Americans can't ignore this anymore because you're having more and more Americans that are working hard that just can't afford their daily lives. So instead of actually trying to figure out a way to make the economy much more affordable for Americans, the Biden team has decided to practice themselves in misinformation. So I would just be aware of that. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Let's go through the numbers on this where Donald Trump was in the Trump economy and where Biden was. You know, one of the things I talked about all the time on the gubernatorial uh, trail was how in 2019 and early 2020, the economic numbers were absolutely incredible under the Trump economy. For African-Americans and for Hispanic Americans, you had the lowest rate, the lowest employment rate in the history of the United States of America here under Donald Trump in 2019 and early 2020. That's a fact. Just look that up by the numbers right there. In terms of the overall unemployment rate, it was the lowest since before man walked on the move, 1967, I believe, in over 50 years. That's what you had. From an inflation perspective, under Trump, 1.9% less than 2%, extremely manageable, almost exactly where you want it to be from an economic standpoint. Under Biden, it peaked out over 9%. And as I said before, Biden and his team are celebrating the fact that they cut inflation down in more than half to three, 4% or something like that. Guess what? It's still doubled since when Trump was in office. That's how crazy these people are. That's how much they deal in misinformation. And that's how much you actually need to look into the numbers on this. And you need to make sure that you're not getting duped just by a headline. Gas, we all feel in the tanks right there. Under Trump, gas got to its lowest, under $2, $1.87 a gallon. That's what it means to actually be energy independent. Also, by the way, from a foreign policy perspective, it means that you are the ones that's controlling the energy supply around the world, not your enemies, which is what we're dealing with now in Russia. You deal with it in terms of Saudi Arabia and obviously Saudi Arabia, we have a very complicated relationship with, um, but you want to give them less leverage. You want to give the Russians less, less re- leverage. And by the way, you want to give the Iranians less leverage. Under Trump, they had far less leverage. Now under Biden, they are the ones calling the shots because guess what? America, they cannot produce to the level that we need to be energy independent. Forget about being net exporters. Now under Biden, I send under Trump, 187 a gallon. It went down to under $2 for a lot of his presidency. Under Biden, it's peaked above $5 a gallon in California, above $7 a gallon at one point. Now they're celebrating the fact that it's around $3 a gallon, still over 50% up from where it was under Donald Trump, which means your daily life, just getting to and from work is going to cost you 50% more. In New York, we'll talk about congestion pricing here in a couple of weeks. I think of a good guest to have on for congestion pricing in particular. Um, 
but it's not even talking about what it actually costs from a congestion pricing standpoint. That's just to fill up your tank. 30-year mortgage. One of the things I talked to a good friend of mine who's been on the job on the NYPD for about 11 or 12 years recently, and he talked about how lucky he was that he ended up getting a mortgage, bought a place with his wife, they recently married, uh, a couple of years ago because he got a rate at around 3.5% or something like that. He said the same rate now, we talked a few months back, uh, was around 8 8.5%. He said a lot of his colleagues on the job, good friends of his, uh, they can now not afford the monthly payments and they could not afford to actually take out a mortgage at eight and a half percent because guess what? Now it's over eight, over 9% was less than two and three quarters, less than 2.75%, even as low as 2.65% to take out a 30 year mortgage. It's that much more expensive to actually have a home in the United States of America. Anybody who lives around New York will tell you that we are our pricing is so much higher than the rest of the country. And new car prices. We talked about gas, how much more it actually was to fill up your tank. Well, for a new car under Trump, it was in the mid-30s. 38000 or so is what it topped out at. Now, it's over $50,000 for a new car. A lot of that is because of the supply chain issues. Remember, we had a transportation secretary in Pete Buttigieg who was MIA on the job that first year. He took paternity leave, which good. Look, you have your child. I get it. I understand. You want to take a couple of days off, but you're a cabinet secretary. You got to get back to work. Don't take months and months and months off. You're serving the American people, not yourself. Well, sadly, the American people are seeing a $50,000 uh, car. That's what it is. If you want to buy a new car, which means for a monthly payment, you're looking at about $750 a month between your higher rates and what it costs to actually buy a car. That doesn't even mention the fact that we're in two wars, the energy independence, as I mentioned before, and then the political prosecutions that the Biden team is doing on the Trump team and anybody associated with President Trump, they want to do everything they possibly can to get him off the ballot because this is all about politics. You see the numbers here, ladies and gentlemen. So when President Trump a couple of days ago, and I was actually really happy he wrote this. I, uh, I was with President Trump a few weeks back. We spent a little bit of time together on a few different days uh, down in Mar-a-Lago. And uh, one of the things I just kind of mentioned to him was the fact that, look, they're going to try to push Bidenomics in some kind of way. I didn't see them actually kind of talking about the misinformation part of it, but I knew that they were going to have some of their, how do you say this? Uh, we'll say political strategists, if you will, be nice and say political strategists, uh, push that somehow this is more successful than it actually is. So I said, why don't you just get your team ready for just an opposition for that? Just give them facts. Get out there with the facts on this, because the truth is the American people on the economy, whether or not you are a massive Trump fan, somebody who's known him for a long time, like myself, or maybe you're not, you see what the economy has done 
to each American. Well, President Trump was on top of that because a couple of days ago, he released a spectacular op-ed in Newsweek where he ended up talking about all this. A lot of the stuff that I just covered, the fact that gas prices were as high as $7 a gallon under Biden, the fact that gas prices under Trump were less than $2 a gallon, what this actually means to young people and how you're having young people that are not starting a family under Biden because it's not affordable. They can't afford homes. And two Many Gen Z and millennial Americans believe it's just too expensive to get married and they're not procreating. Uh, it's a real problem that I think and President Trump thinks many younger Americans are putting their lives on hold because they think the Biden economy leaves them no choice but to do that. Um, so it was a great piece by President Trump. I'm going to put it up on my social media at Andrew H. Giuliani. You can get it there. It was a Newsweek op-ed and something that he ended up highlighting. And so to contrast that, what I wanted to do was I wanted to see the last thing the White House had released on Bidenomics because I knew they hadn't been really trying to tout it as much since Joe Biden went in front of the American people with the whiteboard trying to tell you, hey, this is what Bidenomics is actually doing for you. But I want to see some of the misinformation that they're throwing out there. So excuse me for putting my head down and reading a little bit, but I think it's important we actually get this right. Uh, in, on June 28th of 2023, which was uh, primary day here uh, in New York, uh, for whatever that's worth, uh, the and I'm quoting now a release from the White House, Bidenomics is working. <laughs> the president's plan grows the economy from the middle out and the bottom up, not the top down. So obviously we're taking a direct shot at trickle-down economics, Milton Friedman, and really kind of one of the bases of our capitalistic system here in the United States of America, which has worked so well. Uh, and I quote, the president took office, President Biden, that is, determining to move beyond these failed trickle down policies and fundamentally change the economic direction of our country. His plan, Bidenomics, is rooted in the recognition that the best way to grow the economy is from the middle out and the bottom up. It is an economic vision centered around three key pillars. Let me get to that middle out and bottom up right there. It sounds pretty nice, right? You think about it. Look, we want to increase the middle class. I don't like to call middle class, right? Hardworking Americans. You want to make sure that hardworking Americans have as many opportunities as possible to get ahead, to not have to be relying on the next paycheck for solely your payments of the uh, your cars, and your house, right? You want to be able to hope that these families can take a few vacations, save their 401ks, save in their 529 plans for their kids to potentially get an education. Although I would certainly recommend seeing exactly what type of an education you would be paying for considering all the filth that's come out of college campuses and even some of the grade schools that we've seen around the country and in New York. But Biden talks about the three key pillars, making smart public in, uh, investments in America, empowering and educating workers to grow the middle class, and promoting competition to lower costs and help entrepreneurs and small businesses. In this, Biden goes on to talk about how they reduced the deficit by $1.7 trillion. Now, somebody would see that as, wait a second, I thought the, the debt was going up. Well, the debt is going up. They're talking about the federal deficit, and they're taking a number from the COVID year, the one year where 
Congress agreed that we could run a deficit for that one special year, saying that we are going to run a $3.4 trillion deficit. Well, guess what? We still have a $1.7 trillion deficit right now in year 2023. And we're not doing anything about it. We are just adding to a debt crisis here in the country. The national debt now is fast approaching $34 trillion. I think it's 33.8 and change trillion dollars. In 2020, it was less than $27 trillion. Still not great, but guess what? We're a lot more responsible than we've been now. He has not reduced the deficit. He's increased the national debt by over 20, 20%, close to 25%. That's just the truth. I continue on. This has a direct result. Or none of the progress was an accident or inevitable. This has been a direct result of Bidenomics. And rather than taking us back to the failed trickle-down policies of the past, President Biden is committed to finishing the job and continuing to build an economy that finally works for working families with better jobs, lower costs, and more opportunities. I'm going to go back to this in a second. And I already talked about what it actually costs for the American people on Thanksgiving. But recently, there was a Republican Senate economic committee group that ended up releasing simple numbers. They just actually released it last week that it now costs Americans. Americans need an extra $11,400 to afford the basics under Bidenomics versus where we were just in January of 2020. So everything that you are seeing from an economic perspective, it's not misinformation. Sadly, it's exactly what the Biden-Harris administration has given us. Remember when they called it the Inflation Reduction Act? What did that end up doing? It took inflation where it was at 1.9% under Donald Trump. I think at the time that they implemented, inflation was about at 6 or 7% and increased to 9%. And guess what? Now they're trying to tell you that we have decreased inflation from the high of 9% that they created to 3.5%, 4%, which just means the prices are still going up. They're just going up a little bit slower than they were under Biden's peak. They're still going up double the rate that they were under Trump. That's just the hard facts. The Biden team doesn't want to tell you it. It's just the truth. I want to continue on to quote this White House press release from June 28th talking about Bidenomics working. And since taking office, the president has been delivering for the American people to lower prices, protect workers, and increase competition across the economy. The numbers don't add up to that, Joe. I continue on. He has signed legislation into law to reduce the deficit by more than $1 trillion over the next decade. Guess what? By my math, if you reduce the deficit by $1 trillion, then guess what? You're still going to be running over a half billion, half trillion dollar deficit, 500,000, 600,000 billion dollar deficit. So that is completely a problem. And of course, in true Biden fashion and leftist propaganda fashion, you know, this just can't be uh, an economic talk about how good 
Bidenomics has been. At the very end, they have to put House Republicans right in there. Unlike House Republicans whose plan would harm hardworking families, the president has proposed cutting taxes for working people and families with children by almost $800 billion over the next 10 years, including cutting taxes by an average of 2,600 for 39 million families that include 62 million children by expanding the child tax credit. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, if you believe that, then you might have been the same people that believed that you could keep your doctor under Obamacare, or you might believe that we need to pass it before we can actually know what's in it, because all of the numbers have told you that the Inflation, Inflation Reduction Act, that sadly was the inflation, what can I come up with good off the top of my head? Acceleration Act. How about that? The Inflation uh, Acceleration Act. That's what this was. And Bidenomics, I'll tell you what, the more we say Bidenomics over the next 11 months, the better a chance Donald Trump has to win. I tell him that. I told him that a couple weeks ago, and I'll tell him again. Bidenomics should be in the lexicon of every single American. Because you can see what Donald Trump did for this economy. And sadly, you see how disastrous Joe Biden let this thing all unfold, really, in the first week of his presidency. And sadly, instead of realizing the folly of his ways, he has doubled down time and time and time again. That's why we need a Trump presidency, ladies and gentlemen, to be able to fight back these radical policies and to give young people a chance, a chance to make their lives more affordable here in the United States of America, a chance to be able to have a family, a chance to be able to actually buy a home, to live the American dream. Under Joe Biden, the American dream will be dead. Under Donald Trump, the American dream was live, alive and well. And guess what? It would be alive and well again. Well, look, before we conclude, there's uh, we talked about the number one guy. I want to talk about kind of, I guess, the two, three, four, five, if you will, in the Republican nomination there. And one of the one of the things that caught my attention, uh, I haven't really been paying too close attention to these debates. I have, but, you know, not as close as I was certainly in 2016 or even to the Democratic debates in 2020, trying to figure out who the candidate because it just feels like a bunch of also rants. Right. Um, But the one guy who has said, I think, some pretty interesting things, he's also said a couple of, you know, off the wall things, a couple of, you know, things I think he'd like to take back. Uh, But for the most part, I think he said a lot of good things is Vivek Ramaswamy. And I recently saw an interview that he ended up doing uh, that I'm going to end up posting on my social media at Andrew H. Giuliani. Uh, You get it on Twitter or Facebook. Uh, But I recommend you reading this because he ends up talking a a little bit about free speech and how much censorship has played a role uh, in the American, in all different facets of Americana over the last couple of years. Um, And he says in this, either you believe in free speech or you believe in censorship, you believe in a meritocracy or you believe in group quotas. And he talks about how we are in a war against full-fledged tyranny. And when they ask, do any of your opponents see that as well? Vivek answers, Trump, he knows we are up against an enemy that does not want to improve America, but destroy it. I give Trump a lot of credit for this. In a war, you must have clarity. You can't be beating around the bush. I couldn't agree anymore. I want to get to one other part of this, and obviously you can read this on my social media, as I mentioned before. 
if you so choose. Uh, when he talked about the financial system and the fact that it is being weaponized, he was asked, is the financial system being weaponized? Or he kind of got into it and the moderator asked him about it. He said, right, most Americans do not realize people who are deemed enemies of the state cannot get banking services like checking accounts. This is the case if you have the wrong view on, say, vaccine mandates. We know about that. Climate change, ESG. And by the way, ESG investment has gone down significantly in the United States since 2020 at $17 billion to $8.4 trillion. I'm sorry, $17 trillion to $8.4 trillion. Uh, no thanks to the Biden administration, all thanks to red Republican governors. Good move by the Republican governors in their states for doing that. Uh, these are the people that are also getting censored by large tech platforms in cahoots with the government. He goes on, and not only are the woke zealots weaponizing the financial system, they are also weaponizing the practice of law. Lawyers who represented Trump are now the targets of organizations that seek to disbar them. Don't I know it? It is incredible what they did to the president and his lawyers. Obviously, I'm biased on that considering my father is right at the top of that list. But again, I talked about it before political prosecutions. We'll get more into that too in the new year as we get closer. But another thing that I want to talk about is we're focusing kind of on the number twos and threes, if you will, in the Republican fight for the nomination. Uh, he was asked, would you consider Nikki Haley for a position in your administration? He said, that is a hard no. She's a rhino. And she basically has no vision. She talks about how at one point, even though she's now critical of Black Lives Matter. She was busy honoring George Floyd during 2020, and she has gone back and forth and back and forth on anything. I have to tell you, this is dead on. I saw this directly with the Trump administration. Nikki Haley left the administration a couple of weeks before the midterms. She had no need to leave a couple of weeks before the midterms. If you're somebody that believes in the message, I understand. Look, it's a all-consuming job and people can't do four years. You have a family, I get that. But she should have waited until after the midterms. That was so she could look at voters, if Trump was unpopular, and say, I left at a time that it was not popular to do it. If I was standing by him, I would have stayed till after the midterms. But then she could also look at voters if Trump was popular, let's say, for her presidential run in the future and say, I was with President Trump every step of the way. You've seen this. You've seen her go back and forth on Trump. Uh, I don't think he should run. I won't run against him if he is running. Now he's running. Nikki Haley, to me, would be, I think, one of the worst choices from a Republican nominating standpoint in my lifetime. Be an absolute disaster. And I. I think a lot of the progress that we saw under President Trump in terms of the American first policies would sadly be destroyed the first day that she walks in the Oval, Oval Office uh, in a way that under Biden, it, it wouldn't be because this is a bit of a Trojan horse. I think we see it. I think we know exactly what it is. But I, I want to make sure that you understand my perspective. I'll probably go into that a little bit more in the coming weeks as well, because I have very, very clear feelings about this. And, uh, but look, closing out, let's get back to Bidenomics versus the Trump economy. Very simply, top line numbers under Trump inflation, 1.9%. Under Biden topped out at 9%. They're celebrating the fact that they've cut that in half. Big whoopee. It's still double what it was under Trump. Gas, $1.87 a gallon under Trump. 
Under Biden, over $5, peaked out over $5 nationally, over $7 in California. They're celebrating the fact that it's $3 a gallon now, still up over 50% from where it was under Trump. You know we were energy independent then, we're not now. 30-year mortgage was less than two and three quarters under Trump, now over 8%. That's if your credit's good, by the way. If your credit's bad, you're looking at double digits, unaffordable. And new car prices, 38000 or so under Trump, affordable. Now, Biden, over $50,000 will cost you nearly $750 a month. They're right there by the numbers. I can finish with a closing thought, or I could give you the numbers, and I think the numbers tell the story. Okay, I'll give you a closing thought. That's why you vote for Donald Trump in November of 2024, and this is why Joe Biden's got to go. Okay, we will see you next week here on The Andrew Giuliani Show. Stay safe out there, and I look forward to, really— breaking down more and more of this upcoming election here. You know, it's still 11 plus months out, but it is going to come very fast. And we have so much we need to talk about. Maybe we'll get into some of these swing states and what some of these voting laws are in these swing states here in the coming weeks. That sounds pretty interesting and like it. We'll do that. Thank you very much for joining the Andrew Giuliani show. We'll see you next week.